Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to another Sobertown podcast. My name is Polly. And before I talk about my week in sobriety, um, I wanted to just tell you about SobertownPodcast.com. You can go to uh, SobertownPodcast.com website where you will find a variety of sober t- sobriety tools. You can build your sober toolbox uh, go and find sober discussions. A good friend Todd in Australia has built you a whole lot of resources there. Your body on the booze, in the toolbox. He talks about how to deal with cravings, the five whys, the power of the podcast, accountability, a positive mindset. There is so much there for you to find. And all of our podcasts are on the website. We have also sobriety inspirations from before and after pictures, sobriety tattoos, um, the wall of sober journeys, recovery resources, and the recovery resources cover so, so much. Books, traditional 12 steps. We have uh, Kira and uh, Bill talking about uncovering happiness. Uh, emotional recovery resources. There's a lot there for you to find and uh, help you on your journey. As I say, I'm here to talk about my week in sobriety. It's been a an unusual week. Uh, last time I was here, I spoke about using Annie Grace's tool ACT to help me process through some grief that I was feeling. I I had a lot of emotions, anger, grief, and I wasn't sure what I was doing and how to deal with it. So I used ACT. I was aware of the emotions. I clarified them in my own mind, straightened them all out. I didn't sit with my emotions. What I did was I walked my way through it. As most people know, I walk my lake every morning and it's where I find my peace and where I can talk to myself talk kindly to myself and I went through those emotions and when I turned it around I came out with the positive of this isn't about me this is what I can do for someone else namely my sister-in-law who'd lost her granddaughter to addiction so that was the positive that came out of it. That was, that was good. But then I didn't realize I would need to use ACT again so soon. I think you could actually use it on a daily basis as you're processing, especially at the end of the day when you're processing your day and working your way through it. And this week, the difference was I, under medical supervision, I'm trying to reduce my anxiety medication. I want to see if I can live completely sober. If I can deal with life on life's terms without the help of medication. I never took them until about five years ago. So I spent the first 1653 years. Actually, I'm. I spent the first 63 years of my life not needing medication, but then I did spend 20 years 
anesthetizing myself. So maybe I did for those 20, who knows? But I'm being honest and open. And some people would say, I am allowing myself to be vulnerable. But Brene Brown says you need, in order to gain strength, you have to be vulnerable. So I'm being vulnerable and honest. And this week I came down to the lowest dosage before actually stopping, which will be the next stage. And I went through a roller coaster of emotions. I was aware of them. I was one part of me was fully aware of what was going on. I even spoke with my good buddy, my sober trained buddy, Karina, who was a mental health nurse. Um, and I spoke, I see, I sought some advice from her. Bless her heart. Thank you very much, Karina. Always there for us, aren't you, girl? And um, common sense told me that this was normal. This was going to happen. But my mind was telling me it did not like it. It wanted its fix. It wanted its correct dosage. And I wasn't going to give it its correct dosage. So it sent me a whole range of emotions, the worst of which were my mind wouldn't quiet, be quiet. A noise seemed to be extra loud. It wasn't probably, it was probably me. But everything felt as though it was turned up to actually full volume, my emotions, my ears, <laughs> everything. I was seeing everything bolder, hearing everything louder. And I knew this was the, um, the withdrawal symptoms coming off these pills, coming, reducing the medication. The next will be coming off it. And I now know what to prepare myself for. I spent about four days on and off crying. I was so tearful. And as I said, the noises were louder. And I even upset a very, very good friend, which broke my heart actually that did it did truly distressed me that one but I will make amends and um, then once I'd gone through all the tears and that side of it the anger came and for like 36 hours I was like a female rottweiler you couldn't get near me my teeth were bared and bless his heart my poor husband he ducked behind the ramparts because this mad woman was on the loose for a day and a half. But my community and my friends were there for me, and it was wonderful checking in on me, finding out how I was doing, encouraging me. And yesterday I started to feel a little better, but then this morning I woke and I felt what is for me normal and I'm saying that's for me <laughs> I am not normal <laughs> oh I am far from normal <clears throat> and um I smiled all day today I went for my walk at the lake 
my lake that tells me things, my lake that lets me know what's going on. The one day I stood at that lake this week and there was a lot of turbulence and it actually told me what was going on inside me. The lake was reflecting my emotions and I was quite surprised actually because I was looking at this water churning and thinking, that is how I feel inside. Outside, I looked fine. If anybody had looked at me, they wouldn't know what was going on. The outward appearance was the same as normal. But internally, I was crying my eyeballs out. I was in such a turmoil. But I knew it would, I would work through it. I knew I would come through the other side. So using ACT, I used this week, I used the awareness side of it. And I knew I was aware of what was going on. I was aware of what was causing it. So that, that was good. And then, as I say, I got up this morning and I felt peaceful. I was smiling. I enjoyed my cup of tea. I went to my lake and the lake was like glass. It was so calm. And I'm looking at the water thinking I am at peace. I have found peace. So I was clarifying what was going on, the awareness I'd come through. Um, I was fully aware of this was all to do with withdrawal. I clarified that it was all to do with my withdrawal. And hopefully today I am at the turnaround stage where I can turn it around and feel happy with myself again. My husband has uh, popped his head back up and said, hello. So <laughs> everything's nice in Polly's house. But what I want to do before I sign off, and I will say, you can use ACT for anything, anything that's going on. Become aware of what is going on. If it's an emotion, become aware of the emotion and what is causing the emotion. Sit and clarify it. Work your mind through it. Okay, this is happening because I am hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You can use two acronyms together. There's no rules, so you can't. So you can use Annie Grace's ACT. And then you can use the acronym HALT. Hungry, angry, lonely tired and you can work your way through and then if it's tired you've clarified you're tired then the turnaround is I better get my butt in bed so that's what you do you work your way through it there is a there is a conclusion to everything everything can be worked through even withdrawal I worked through withdrawal this week, I worked through withdrawal when I came off alcohol 16 months ago. I am feeling that these are the best decisions I'm making. And I am making this decision for the medication with a clear mind. Well, it was clear when I started the week. 
it didn't get so clear through the week, but it's coming back again. <laughs> so, and they say that your brain starts coming back. You start getting a lot of your memories and things back and your brain firing back online. Once you get through about 14 months of sobriety. Well, I'm past 14 months. So hopefully my brain's firing on all cylinders. <coughs> Pardon me. I need a sip of water. I do have a cup of chocolate tea, but it's still a bit hot. So I'll get that in a minute. But what I want to finish with is I love the books by Melody Beattie. She's a wonderful author. She's actually written quite a lot of books and she actually lost her own son and it broke her heart. And the books I read, one of them I love reading from, it's the journey to the heart, daily meditations on the path to freeing your soul. Freedom is huge in sobriety, the sense of freedom you get. You free your mind from all those blooming arguments you have with yourself. Shall I, shan't I, do I, don't I? Am I making a fool of myself? All the arguments you have with yourself, you let them go. You really do let them go. Disney's got a lot to answer for because there's a moral in every Disney movie, but that's besides the point. Back to the plot. Melody Beattie wrote the, the book Journey to the Heart, and it has a daily reading from January the 1st to December the 31st. As you know, Karina and I have several ladies groups, plus other groups. We love our ladies. We have some wonderful names for our groups. Each has got its own unique name. I will not recite them this time. We will recite them maybe on a two-for-one podcast sometime. But what I want to do is read today's reading from Melody Beattie, because this actually did resonate with me today. And it's, it's strange how these readings touch someone within our groups on a daily basis. It matches what they are thinking and feeling. So today, journey to the heart, October the 14th. Clear out the clutter. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to accumulate possessions and clutter in your home? Things you pick up along the way? Have you ever noticed how easy it is to begin accommodating this clutter, getting used to it, thinking of it as just part of your environment? It can be that way with our emotions too. No matter how hard we strive to stay clear, we pick up bits of clutter along the way. It's so easy to ignore deeply embedded emotions and their impact on our lives. Many of us have undercurrents of old emotional energy that have been with us for so long we don't see them. We don't see the anger, the fear, the sadness. We've lived with these feelings for so long they have become embedded in us, part of us. When one of these nudges us, we tuck it back in, pack it away and go on with our lives. But the feeling stays within us until we consciously acknowledge and address it. It affects us and our lives until we heal it. 
find a way to heal those old feelings, perhaps journaling or writing your memoirs. Whatever technique you choose to begin this journey of deep healing, deep cleansing, take the time to become conscious of what you really feel. Observe yourself. Listen closely to yourself. Is there an edge to your voice? Do you talk about a particular person or place with a high degree of emotional energy? Learn to become comfortable with the rhythm of allowing these emotions to surface. They aren't that hard to find. When it's time to heal them, they'll present themselves. Release your fear of facing what's there. Tap into that deeper part of you. Acknowledge your emotional energy and heal. Start cleaning house. Each piece of emotional clutter you clear out will bring you closer to your soul. That I loved today because I am clear I've spent the week clearing out my clutter. And as we all know in this journey, a lot of us have drunk to hide our emotions, to cover them up rather than face them. When you first come into sobriety, facing your emotions is hard because they come out of nowhere. It's almost like getting blindsided sometimes. That's when you reach out to your community. My community is the I Am Sober app. I love that community. It's where all of my friendships have been formed. It's where the SoberTownPodcast.com was birthed from friendships within the I Am Sober app. Everybody on I Am Sober Town Podcast met on the app and volunteer in order to help the next one, the next struggling alcoholic, addict, whatever your addiction is. Some people get addicted to reading. If you've read um, Dopamine Nation or listened to Dopamine Nation, you'll know that she herself got addicted to romance books. So much so that she was neglecting things. So, I mean, you can get addicted to anything. I wish you well on this journey. I really, really do. I love celebrating milestones. A few milestones this week, some 200 days, seven months, someone with two months. It's just a joy to celebrate with someone when they achieve a milestone in sobriety. So I wish you a good night and I wish you well. And I will say to you, no sippy, no slippy. Don't even think about taking the first sip because the first sip will take you back into the pits of hell. And it's taken you a while to climb out of that pit. Imagine a deep well, very, very dark, very, very dank. And there you are, lay in the bottom of it, because you just, you've just given up. And then a little piece of light comes in the form of an I Am Sober app, which is what I found. And then you find connections. I'm going to sign off now and hope that my next week stays as calm as this one is ending. So good night, everybody. And I'll see you on the train with Karina next time. Take care. Bye.